Welcome to the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast. Here's your host, Aaron Arnstein. Welcome into episode 93 of the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast, where I'm joined by catcher and first team All Big Ten nominee and the number two rated college catching uh, player, according to D1 Baseball. How are we doing, Luke? Uh, good, good. How are we doing? Good, good. So I want to start out with uh, with the success that you've had at Maryland. You go back to 2021, you only hit 217, 26 strikeouts, the 14 walks. And then next year, you hit 353, 12 homers, 54 walks, only 40, and, and to 42 strikeouts. In your opinion, what changed from uh, 2021 to 2022 at the plate? Um, I think the biggest thing was just finding my confidence, um, getting comfortable with who I was as a player, finding my identity, what made me good. Um, I think that took about, <clears throat> I'd say, 100 at-bats in college to at least find out. And I think using, you know, my freshman year, um, it, it kind of gave me a lot of insight on who I was, what made me good. Um, and, and that's kind of the identity I brought uh, coming back into the fall of uh, 2021 and then into the uh, 2022 season. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was just finding my identity, what made me good, what uh what my role was on this team as well, and and kind of just exploiting that and and trying to be the best player I can be with, with that identity. I think that's what what's made me the player I am today. And you know, one of the things you talk about the identity is obviously your uncanny recognition of the strike zone. Uh Coach Vaughn's talked about that at length in the past to us. Um, when did that start and what kind of sets you apart of, of having that great understanding of the zone? Um, I'd like to say I've always kind of understood the zone. Um, I think, like I said, as I got more comfortable, I was able to, you know, trust, trust my eyes more. I think freshman year, I, I was very, you know, I was very anxious to move early in counts, you know, find one pitch to, swing out early and, and get out of the count as, as soon as possible and put a ball in play early. But as I got more, I always knew the strike zone. I always was very disciplined, but as I got more comfortable at the plate and trusted myself in, in deeper counts, um, that's when it, it really started to get seen on a, uh, on a bigger scale. Um, so I'd say like, I like to say that my catching's helped it. I think catching tons of innings gives you a lot of insight on the zone. Um, start to understand what, what what's a strike, what's a ball. Um, you start to understand what umps are doing. Um, and that's what I use. Um, I use a lot of what I can do on defense and what the umps are giving on defense to help my, my at-bats offensively because, I mean, I think I have the best – I definitely get the best view of the zone being back there and being work, and working with the ump. So, But overall, I think just naturally it, it came and – and I'm very patient and I stick to my approach. And I think that's what, what helps it um, get seen on a bigger scale. And that's why I walk so much. And of course, as a catcher, you're not only focused on the hitting part, but juggling the pitching staff as well. You've said in the past that you recognize that your job behind the plate is more important than at the plate. So what is your weekly preparation like with the, with the Terps pitching staff? Um, you know, I obviously have to build – a very good relationship with our whole rotation. Um, obviously, let's start with Jason. I mean, I've been – I called him all of my freshman year. Um, pretty much every start he had um, in the regular season, I was catching him on those Sundays. 
Um, and through that whole year, it was, it was easy to build a, a relationship. And then moving into last year, obviously, I caught him every every time he threw. And then into this year, and it's kind of come to the point where, like, I know what what he wants to do on the mound, what his what his plan is, what makes him good. Um, and I use that to kind of just help him and and us being on the same page is what what makes pitchers and catchers so so good together and makes the best pitchers um so good. It's just that they have a plan. Um they're on the same plan uh page with their catcher and they're executing that. Um and I'd say the same thing for Dino. I mean, I've called him now two years straight and and I know everything that makes him good, what pitches he wants to go to, what pitches get hitters out with him. And I think that's the biggest thing. And then with uh, McCoy, who is a uh, obviously a freshman with a lot of talent, a lot of arm talent, it's just kind of getting him to commit to getting over the plate, um, trusting his stuff because his stuff obviously plays at a very high level. And if we just get him over the plate like he's been, that's when he's uh, he's his best. And you, you see those starts at like UCF and in Indiana where he's, he's dominant as a freshman on the mound. And I, I think UCF, he went eight innings and, and a bunch of punchies. And that's really what, what he can be when he's over the plate consistently. It's really hard to put, put a ball like that in play. So I think it's just having a plan with them, um, learning to execute it and just not coming off the plan. It's kind of like hitting in the same way, you know, you put in a ton of preparation, so you got to stick to the plan. Um, and obviously things might go south for, for a couple of pitches, but as long as you stick to it and we don't get off the plan, that's when you have a lot of success. And that's when you look at, at the scoreboard and you're going six, seven, eight innings deep. And you mentioned building relationships. How do you go about trying to build those relationships uh, with the pitchers? Um, I mean, the biggest thing, it definitely starts in the fall. Um, starts in your bullpens, you know, take your bullpen seriously as catchers. Um, you know, the, that's your time to, build trust with your pitchers like you also can get yourself very good in bullpens and I think that's that's one thing that's helped me a lot but it's also like you know uh one of the pitchers that trust you you know is throwing his slide really good sliders throwing it in the dirt a lot that's where he wants to throw it that's his chase pitch if you're blocking that pitch and it's not hitting the back fence behind you every time he's throwing it he's gonna have a lot more confidence in the game throwing it um because he knows that you've you've shown that you blocked it every time in bullpens and he doesn't have to baby it and leave it over the plate he can throw it to where he wants he can throw it down and chase it and know you're going to block it so that that's the biggest thing with building relationships with your pitchers is just showing them the effort um outside of the game especially in bullpens um just so they have as much confidence and trust in themselves that you do in them um i think that's the biggest thing also it's just kind of again like when you're down hanging out with the pitchers, it's like talking to them, picking their brain, getting to know them outside of just who they are as a pitcher. And and that's one thing that I think as I got older, um, I started to get really good at and understand like I this fall I, I made it an effort to understand where all all my pitchers are from, where they went to high school, like all of that stuff matters. Um and it, it might not seem like it matters to them at the moment but like that just shows that you you care about them a lot and it's not easy to go out and pitch and especially in certain situations like a base is loaded two outs so they got to know you have full trust confidence in them so they can throw with a lot of conviction and i want to go back to uh your summer ball experience down on the cape 
Um, you know, of course, you got to play with the YD Red Sox last summer, all-star. Has it always been a goal of yours, you know, being someone from the New England area to, to play in the Cape? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think in high school, like, that seed was already planted in my head. Um, it was kind of my my goal to be, like, play freshman year, play summer ball, have a great sophomore year, play in the Cape, or play at Team USA. Um, but it was more play at the Cape, have a great Cape year, and then obviously come back here, have a great year. And, and I mean, I was, I was always ready to move on to professional baseball. That was always the end goal. But I think um, in high school, it was already kind of set in my brain that I wanted to play in the Cape Cod League after my sophomore year. Um, that's where obviously there's a lot of history and where it's considered the best players get for the summer. And, and that's where I wanted to be in that environment to uh, challenge myself and, and grow going into and, and how does the experience of playing on the Cape differ from playing at Maryland? Um, I think it's just stack all of the top talent in the country in one one baseball league. You're gonna have a consistency, and and with that, it's like the arms are really good. You know, every guy you're gonna face is. It's really good. Um, they've had a lot of success at their school. They're probably in the top end of their bullpen, if not starting every they're in their rotation. And, and and that's kind of the difference. You get guys that are usually Friday nights at their school coming out in the sixth, seventh inning um, in a relief position. And usually guys that are throwing on weekends in college have really good pitches, three pitches, can command them all. And, and that's not really what you get much. In relievers, you usually get two really good pitchers or one really good pitch that can get outs for a couple innings. But but I think that's the difference. You know, a pitcher you face up there is kind of starter caliber. If they're not a starter, then they're the top reliever because they're in the country. And it, it's just a lot of consistency. And I think gives you a little bit of a simulation of what professional baseball might be. Um, so I think that's the difference. It's just the the level of consistency amongst the whole league at all times. Um, you never really get much of a break or, or a, uh, yeah, I'd say you really get much of a break or a, or an easy at bat for sure. And uh, are there any favorite memories that stick out to you uh, playing, playing for the Cape Cod league? Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, the Cape Cod, uh, the Cape Cod all-star game was definitely a, a cool experience for me. Um, it was something that felt kind of surreal in a way. Um, it was something that, you know, I got to, didn't even think about, um, I didn't even really know there was an all-star game. And then, you know, I had a few really good weeks, um, stacking up towards the all-star game and, and, you know, it was a possibility and that's where I kind of put a goal to, like, I want to, there's, there's an all-star game I want to play in it. And I think just with the history of the league, I feel like that would be really cool to be be a part of because I mean I assume there's some really good players some really f well known LB players ones played in the game, um, and then I think another cool experience would be obviously playing Maddie up there my second game up there and it's like we were just playing in a regional together now I'm catching against you I think that's pretty cool you know seeing him outside of being his teammate you know catching against him seeing how how he is as an opponent um, that was pretty cool for me. 
uh, trying to call pitches against him. And, and, you know, you never, you never want to make a mistake to him. So I was a little more focused calling pitches to him, but it ended up making a mistake to him and he hit a home run. So, I mean, that was pretty cool for, <laughs> for me at least. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to your high school days when, or the end of your high school days. When you graduated from, uh, from Trinity Pauling school, did you see yourself becoming the, you know, the caliber player you are today in terms of being an all conference player and, and the draft prospect? Um, I, I did. And I would like to say that I was probably the only one in the country that, that thought that at the time, mm -hmm. um, going into school, I was five, eight, 160 pounds. And, and I considered still consider myself one of the best freshmen coming in and and I don't think anyone else did but I think that's something that I've always had um I've had a lot of confidence in my abilities I just always knew it was gonna it was gonna all get shown at once and it was gonna blossom into what it would be um a lot of confidence in my ability I mean I, I had a lot of success on the high school circuit hitting I always knew um, it would just take a few hours to kind of, or just some getting comfortable, getting, getting back to where I am to, uh, to blossom into the hitter that I, I've become. Um, I never really had a doubt about that. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say I always knew this was going to happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen. Um, I obviously worked for it and, and it, it happened my sophomore year, obviously, when I had what was considered the breakout year. And, and I haven't really looked back since because I knew it just took that one kind of season to uh, to get known to, to the player I was going to be. I always had the goal to get drafted my junior year. That was always my goal going into school. Um, came here to win, which we did, championship last year, and get drafted. And, and, you know, you talk about getting drafted, uh, at the, you know, of course, the draft, you know, coming up. Um, does that is that something you try to, you know, not think about? How, how does that play into your mindset in terms of knowing the draft is coming up? You know, do you ever think about what team you may be drafted for and, and what life may be after college and into the pro ranks? Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's a reality. Um, I think if anyone's telling you they're not thinking about it, they're probably lying in some sort of way. I mean, it's it's just the reality of anything. It's like anyone that's about to graduate college and going into the work, like boys and where they're going to work, what job they're going to get. It, it's kind of all the same thing. And, and I don't try to make it too big than it is. I mean, I think I'm very fortunate to be in the situation and, and I'm very, you know, I understand that. I'm very blessed to be in that position, but I don't think too big. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to go out and be a player that I'm not this year. Cause it's my draft year. Like I, I'm not trying to go out and hit 25 home runs. Cause if I do that, then, you know, I'm not walking at the same way that, that I walk in. And, and that hurts our team because if I'm on base for guys like Matt Shaw and Nick, so we win a lot of games. Cause those guys are the guys that impact the baseball 20, 20 home runs. Like, I know I'm going runs. They happen from my approach and my pitch selection and getting in good counts. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing, not, not getting outside of myself just because it's my draft year. I think I'm, um, I've kind of trusted that the type of profile I am, the type of player I am will, will get me drafted. And, and I, I mean, 
I think the type of player I am in this lineup is helping us win. And, and I don't want to veer off of, of who I am and what made me successful in college. And obviously I, I, I think about it, but never thought about what team will pick me. I'm just kind of ready to whatever team does pick me on, on draft day. I'm, I'm ready to uh, do what I did here and, and help them win a championship because I, I've invested a lot of time at Maryland trying to win a championship. And, and as I move on uh, from Maryland, when I get drafted, um, that'll be the main focus, you know, helping them win a world series one day, um, helping them win championships and, and kind of being a very, a, a good piece of, of what their organization is. So, so that that's my main, I mean, that's my main goal uh, moving forward, but I don't try to think about it too much. I, I, it's inevitable. It's going to come, but there's a lot more season that we have here. And, you know, we had a very good year last year and we're, we had some goals this year and we're still, we're still chasing those right now. So. Yeah. And going back to playing here in college park uh, over the last three years, what does this team, this university, this community meant to you? Yeah, I mean, it's meant almost everything. I mean, you think uh, we go back to what we said earlier and you were talking about, like, did I think I was going to become this great player who was a draft prospect? And I said, like, I was the only one that kind of thought that. I mean, I think the coaches put a lot of trust in me when probably no one else on the national scale had any trust in me and a lot of doubts in me. And and they, um, I think... I give a lot of credit to, you know, Coach Swope because he's helped me, you know, blossom into the player I am and given me a lot of confidence um, as a hitter. Um, he was he was always kind of in my corner. He always had my my back with everything, and he he's always kind of supported me, and and it, that's given me a lot of confidence and a lot of trust to to play the way I am, play the kind of the game that I play, and. And it's helped a lot. But other than that, I mean, I've been through three teams now. I'm currently on my third team here, and it's been special every year. I mean, last year, seeing what we did with the players around me, like obviously Bubba doing having the year that he was, like being a part of that, seeing that in person is really special. That's something I'll never forget. Um, I mean, seeing him play the way he was, make plays in the outfield. It was almost like you're getting something every every day you put on the cleats with him. And and that was special. And then obviously the regional, um, seeing kind of the environment, it was unreal. Uh, I remember when I hit a home run against UConn, just kind of the environment that the Bob potentially can show. And I, I think that's I think that's where this program's eventually headed. I mean, with that type of env- environment every day, I think Maryland's gonna you know, blossom into one of the best programs, even though I think we are right now, but I think they're going to blossom to consistently one of the best programs in the country and attract a lot of players. Um, And that's what's important to me. So reflecting over my three years, I think it's just, it's had a lot of memories here. Um, I think I've been a part of some really good teams and played with some really good players. And, and I think that's what's important to me. And that's stuff that I'll never forget. I mean, it's, it's always nice to set your own, type of records and legacies but I think the most important thing for me was was winning here uh winning championships you know that's what we were set that's our goals that were set as a uh, recruiting class in high school winning big 10 championships you know going to regionals and in these past two years we've won a big 10 championship went to regionals two years in a row so 
So that's the stuff I won't forget. Yeah, and I want to go back to that game seven, that, that epic leadoff home run. Uh, but one quick one, you know, you talked about your favorite memories hosting the regional, uh, you know, winning the Big Ten regular season title. Any other memories, whether you know it was a big moment or a small moment, moment that really stick out to you over your last three years? Um, definitely the perfect game by Ramsey. Oh yeah, um, that's something I will never forget too. And being able to catch that, obviously, um, very fortunate to be a part of something like that. But you know, sharing that as a team was really cool, and for Ryan to do that was really cool. And I mean, I think the best memory I have of that one game was not even knowing there was a perfect game going on until the eighth inning and I think that's just I mean for me that's just kind of how loose that team played like you couldn't even tell in the dugout that there was something going on until I looked up myself I think everyone else knew in the dugout but it was after the eighth inning going bottom of the eighth after we were hitting I was looking up at the scoreboard that's a lot of zeros there's not one one number on that board except for our numbers I was like oh man he's he's doing something right now and um I think that's that's something I'll never forget and and that was really cool so so going back to that leadoff home run in game seven of the regionals uh and I know Savvy put out on Twitter afterwards after that after the game seven that that you 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 fell as sick as a dog and you had a hundred plus degree fever and then and just you know, we're not feeling well at all. And then you come out, go three for four, hit that huge home run in front of a raucous crowd. Would you say, you know, how did you get yourself off the deck and be able to play that game and succeed? And would you say that was the toughest game that you've played in your life? Um, You know, I don't know if that was the – I think leading up to the game, it was the toughest trying to get ready for a game. But once I started going, playing, you know, warming up, Kind of all went away, adrenaline, really? you know, the environment with the Bob. Um, but I'd say, you know, leading up to the game, I was in very bad shape, uh, very achy, very tired, didn't really have any energy at all, couldn't even really get up. Um, and, you know, I didn't want to have any regrets uh, after the game. And that was kind of the biggest thing that pushed me to play. Um, I wanted to play, um, and I didn't want to look back after, you know, we'd done all of this the whole season, and that was hosting and all that, and I didn't want to look back on any real regrets of if I didn't, I sat out, what I could have done, um, and I was just going to put it all out, and, and, you know, what I look forward to do is then recover for the Super Regional. I'd have a couple of days to recover before we would have went out to or hosted a uh, super regional. So I was kind of just lay it all on the line for the next nine innings and, and see what happens. And, you know, once I started going, I, I didn't really feel anything until after the game, obviously to hit again when the adrenaline goes down. And, and obviously I was in bed for about a week after that, but it didn't really bother me during the game. I wouldn't say it was my toughest game at all. Um, I think it's just, kind of what the crowd was able to to do and seeing all those people at the Bob, I think that's what motivated me to play. Um, and also for kind of the guys in the clubhouse who, you know, we've shared tons of experiences with, went through a whole fall together um, with a bunch of goals set in mind. And we were very close to, you know, achieving one of those goals. And I wasn't going to 
sit out for that or or jeopardize what those guys have have worked for so so i'd say that was there any added motivation that you were playing against your the school from your home state in yukon uh yeah i'd say i'd say there's a little bit um you know i was never really recruited by yukon at all um i uh yeah i never really talked to them they never really reached out, recruited me at all in high school. And I wouldn't say that made me mad because I'm very, very happy that I've chose Maryland and I'm very fortunate to uh, make this type of decision to come here. Um, but it's definitely some, you know, I didn't want to lose, obviously, to a team that, you know, was my home state's university um, on my field where I've put in so much energy and and obviously, like, shared so many experiences with my own team in Maryland, who's become a family to me. So it's like, yeah, there was some extra motivation. I'd say there was some motivation for me, Nikki, and Bob to, you know, because we know a lot of those kids, obviously, on those teams, on that team. Um, and it was just, you know, a little bit of extra motivation, I'd say. But I wasn't – it wasn't like I was mad at, at them at all for – for not recruiting me at all. It was more just I wanted to win just because I'm a competitor. I want to win every game. It didn't matter if we were playing them or playing some team from California. Um, obviously, we wanted to win a championship. Um, but, yeah, I'd say I just didn't – it added a little bit of extra extra motivation, but you don't want to get too emotional when you're playing those type of games. And Luke, just just a couple more for you. Uh, baseball's a tight knit community, of course. And over the years, have you gotten to develop relationships with with any big leaguers? And if so, who? Uh, I mean, I've got to see, you know, in high school there is <clears throat> briefly for a um, couple months at a time. I worked out with a uh, a second baseman who's now playing on the Angels. Who, ironically, I just got to go see play at Camden Yards the other day. Uh, Luis from Hifo. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time he was in, I think, triple A. I was junior in high school. Uh, we spent pretty much a winter. I mean, every time I was hitting with my hitting coach at the time, he was hitting. Um, and I got to learn some, some stuff about him and then how he kind of went about some stuff. And, and that was pretty cool. Um, and then moving forward, I would say, you know, I, if I got, let me think, um, some big league guy. I mean, I got to see, you know, with my, one of my hitting coaches now, his name's Jason Lefkowitz. He has a bunch of big league guys. Um, and I, I think the most impressive guy that I get to go see watch hit and just do his thing is, is now the, um, now shortstop for Yan- the Yankees, Anthony Volpe, who's, who's not too, too much older than me. Um, and just seeing him go about his, his, his stuff in the cage is pretty impressive. And I think I'm fortunate enough to <clears throat> to at least watch what he does and, and how he prepares for a, uh, a season like, like the major league season for, for the time that I get to see him, see him hit in the cage. And, and that's, that's pretty cool to me. I mean, I try to soak up as much information from those type of guys that I can. Um, Cause obviously that's, that's the end goal for me. That's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to, I want to play this game for as long as possible. So that's the uh, from learning or just looking at how those guys those guys go about their business. I mean, I've definitely taken a lot of pieces from that 
into into the way I I, I know I prepare for seasons and so that that's that's pretty cool to me. Uh, yeah, you mentioned so you were at the the O's Angels game the other day. Uh, I've asked Savvy about this, and he had a very interesting response. So I want to get your take on this. Uh, you know, I don't know how big of an MLB fan you are, but when you get a chance to watch a game, whether it's on TV or in person, like the other day, do you watch it from a different lens than a regular fan? I'd like to say so. Yeah, um, I, you know, watching Otani pitch against Orioles guys, you know, I'm looking. They show what pitches up after he throws it, how hard, and you know. For me as a hitter um, and catcher, it's more like I'm trying to, before he's throwing the pitch, it's like I'm trying to guess what pitch he's about to throw. And I don't really know if any other, there's probably a select few fans in that stadium doing the same thing as me. And it's more like me as a hitter facing Otani, what is he about to throw right here? And if I'm right, I'm right. And then, so yeah, I'd say like, you know, I like, I think going to those games in person now that I've the player that I am is I definitely more appreciative about it. You know, I get to look up close at what, you know, what it looks like, the speed that it's played at and all of that stuff. And, and I'm trying to, you know, put myself kind of in, in the box against those guys, as in like what pitches I would be sitting on in this count. If he throws it, if he doesn't throw it, and all that stuff. And I think that's that's one way I definitely watch a game differently than I than I did in high school. Um and and it's kind of just I watch those games and it definitely gives me some motivation um to get up to into those stadiums for sure. And just two more for you, uh two fun ones. One, uh I know you're a pretty good cook. So what what would you say are some of uh, the favorite your favorite dishes that that you've ever made? Yeah. Um I cook a lot of salmon, a lot of fish. I've got pretty good at that. Um, starting to cook a lot of steaks. Um, I'd say my roommates or teammates would say the best thing I cook is my chicken parm because they like eating it. <laughs> um, even though I haven't cooked that in a while, but I usually cooked it for a lot of people, so they they usually like that. Um, but yeah, I'd say those are the three main things. I think I've from my freshman year to now i've i've mastered the uh college chicken parm so but but yeah <laughs> do you uh do you i know i believe ian told me he does this do you host guys and you know cook for them and, and have them over kind of as a team bonding thing um uh, mostly my roommates but obviously i lived with shaw nigel uh my freshman year and now i live with with other with uh bob keister and um Boma, so like Nigel will still come over because he's part of the original chicken parm, you know, you know, crew. So, so yeah, I mean, I've cooked for my roommates and you know, my old, my ex roommates as well. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I cook for other people as well. Last one for you, uh, back to the baseball diamond. Are we gonna see you hit 15 stolen bases this year? You need f- five more to set a career high. Are we gonna see it? I mean, I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> It's definitely something that, you know, it's not – no one really sees me as the uh, base stealer. Um, I think I sneakily take bases from people. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's something I have always looked at. Like, if I look across my stat line, um, obviously there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I think something I would take a lot of pride in is having 
15 stolen bases. Uh, last year, I think I had 14. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope to get five more. Um, oh, I got to be smart about it. Can't force it, especially with the hitters that hit behind me. So yeah. I try to pick my spots and I don't want to uh, really get thrown out um, with the guy like Shar or Nick coming up because at any moment I can just be jogging around third base and and touching home plate very easily and they're jogging behind me. So I definitely want to get to 15, but I got to be smart about it for sure. Awesome. So you can catch Luke and the Terps in action Thursday at 5 p.m. on the Maryland Baseball Network all weekend long, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as they kick off the three-game set with Penn State to begin the final Big Ten series of the year and, of course, looking to clinch a second consecutive Big Ten regular season crown. So, Luke, thanks so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you.